Hello and welcome to episode 261 of the Casual Tryhard Podcast. I'm Brian. And I'm James. And James is coming to you from uh, from the garage. From the garage. If In living would, color, from the garage. If, uh, send your uh, request for um, 3D printed objects to him. Uh, he can get his yeah. printers fired up in the back here. Yeah. Um, uh, so we're going to be talking about the uh, limited archetypes for... Um, uh, murders at Karlov Manor. Yeah. Uh, this week, and maybe start touching on some of the cards that have been spoiled, but we'll probably just. Um, yeah, I think we'll uh, probably just get through the limited archetypes. Yeah, I don't probably. know if we're going to get into much of the other stuff. I uh, originally the plan was to just talk about some card by card stuff because, well, for the patrons that listen to the pre-show, they'll they'll know what happened. I had a a rough weekend. Yes. Um, I, and that, that is why I'm banished to the garage currently. Um, but when I started going through the card-by-card card stuff, I remembered that this is typically when we do the limited archetypes. Yeah. So, so I, we should I do put that, that show together instead. So so um, if you have any cards that you're interested in and want us to talk about um, next week, please uh, reach out to us on social media, Facebook, Discord, uh, the artist formerly known as Twitter, now known as X. <laughs> Um, email let us know what cards you want us to talk about all those links will be in the description so come in say hey and let us know what we should be talking about next week what you're what cards you're interested in yeah typically i think we do a pretty good job of making a list if we don't have suggestions but we always want to make sure we touch on what you guys want to hear so make sure if there's anything in particular you want us to chat about you let us know if you're looking to support the show, there's a couple ways you can do that. The first is with our TCG Player affiliate link, casualtryhard.com slash TCG. You surf on over to TCG Player using that link. Anything you purchase, we will get a cut of to help keep the show going. It doesn't cost you guys anything extra, and it goes a long way to making sure you get the content you crave. Um, if you're looking to support us more directly, you can do so at patreon.com slash casualtryhardmtg. Patrons get access to our show notes, so you get a sneak peek about what the show is going to be about. You also get access to our pre-show, another hour-ish worth of content out of us every week. Um, we like to spend a little bit of time catching up and making sure our equipment is working properly, which surprisingly, even though I'm in, I, don't, I wouldn't even call it a studio, but a new location, we had zero issues with equipment, and you haven't cut out once. So, wow. Bonuses all around. Um, but we record that every week and feed it directly into our patrons' ears. Right in there. Completely in there. Yep. unscripted, unedited. Just as we say it, you get to listen to it. Uh, patrons also get put on my mailing list for when I have swag to send out. Uh, if any of that sounds good to you, you're interested in it, or if you just want to support the show, uh, you want to show us how much you appreciate us and help us pay the bills to keep the show going, uh, patreon.com slash casual tryhardmtg you can chip a couple bucks in and help us out we would appreciate it yeah so we've got um our 10 color pairs mm -hmm. uh which is maybe not unusual but like for most ravdica sets right we usually get it like broken up where you get like five, five, and, five. and five or like yeah. Four, four, and then it's like some other mix or whatever, three, three, four. But like the yeah. fact that we're just like, you know, 
we're down to like taking the one set stop everywhere. Like yeah. now you get all ten. So I did notice that they changed them up a little bit. So we'll, we're definitely going to see some some themes carry over, like from set to set, like we always do. Mm -hmm. But they've kind of changed the archetypes up a little bit. So okay. So interested in seeing them. Um, first up, we have Azorius, which yeah. is um, Detective Typal. We have a new creature type, which is Detective. Mm-hmm. Um, I just want to be like, da -da 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 -da, Inspector Gadget, but no. <laughs> he's an inspector, not a detective. Um, detective so, Gadget? Detective Gadget, yeah. So the, um, um, the, uh, gosh... The signpost uncommon for blue white is private eye, which is one blue white for a three three. So, I mean, remember when like pretty one aggressively costed for especially an Azorius creature. Yeah, usually that would be like a two two. Other detectives yeah. you control get plus one plus one, and whenever you draw your second card each turn, target detective can't be blocked this turn, so it can target itself. That's some awesome flavor text, also. Yep, it's a vase, all right. Yeah, there we go. Good job, buddy, with your like quintuple uh, magnifying glass there. Yeah, yeah. I would think that like a a being with one giant eye as your head probably wouldn't need a magnifying glass, but you would hope not. You would hope that like that eye was really good. Yeah. Like imagine you get it's like a, it's a homunculus for those of you that aren't yeah uh, yeah a homunculus in the YouTube a homunculus detective. Imagine yeah. you get like a cataract and your whole face just turns like white, like it's just gray. like oh, man, gray. It's like yeah. So it's kind of got like so. There's a lot of when you draw your second card this turn stuff sprinkled throughout the set. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of things that like don't specifically call out clues, but yeah. you can do because there are clues. So like mm -hmm. you draw your second card this turn is. You've cracked a clue on your turn. Right. And so, like, so there's, like, some clue synergies in blue, which is where I mm -hmm. think the, where they're like, okay, like, you can get detective stuff, and we'll throw some clue stuff on, because you're going to have a bunch of clues anyway. Well, I mean, I think that's, like, a theme for detectives in general, regardless of what color they are. Yeah, is they have they're, clues. They're looking for clues. They have clue synergy. Mm -hmm. So... Like being detective typal, I still don't don't like the way that feels when I say it. Yeah. Um, but being detective typal kind of leads you into having some clue synergies. Mm -hmm. So, and there are a reasonable number of things that are detectives in the set. Like, I don't think yeah. you'll be like scraping the bottom of the barrel for like you know your seventh detective. Yeah. No, I think I think they. Put, Kind of stapled detective onto a lot of stuff. And the... Um, Everyone's on the case. The... Ooh. Look at that. Was That was... That sounded... That sounded practiced, but I know it was off the cuff. It's very impressive. It was definitely off the cuff. Everyone's on the case. <laughs> at Murders of Karlov Manor, everyone's on the case. Even you. Right. At your stores now. Ooh. Um, uh, See what you did there. Yeah. So... Oh, what's I going to say? Oh, we got sidetracked on, on everyone being on the case. It was so impressive. <laughs> but, like, you're you're going to not be, like, scraping the bottom of the barrel. And, oh, that's it. The, like, creature uh, token for this set mm -hmm. is a blue-white 
detective. Yeah. So a lot of the things that like make a token make a detective. Like even yeah, things that are just being like a one one human. human or whatever, it's a detective. Yeah, it's yeah. a two two detective. So even like oh gosh, was it Dredge the something? It was one of the cards I had had suggested. Uh where's that? Uh uh Drag the Canal. There we go. Drag the Canal. Drag the Canal. Um it's a blue black card, mm-hmm. but it makes a blue white human. Or blue white yeah, detective. So yeah, uh so there's going to be a lot of detectives floating around. Yep. All so right. speaking of blue-black, uh, the blue-black archetype is Clues Control. The signpost we have here is Curious Cadaver. It's two blue-black for a 3-1 zombie detective. Yeah, they go throw in detective on everything mm-hmm. again. It has flying, and whenever you sacrifice a clue... Return Curious Cadaver from your graveyard to your hand. This card seems awful, even in Limited. Like, am I wrong? Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's not great. <laughs> like me. I mean, the 3-1 flyer hits hard. It does. But a lot. And Which I don't is know what weird you're... to say. Yeah. I don't know what you're doing with this, where you're going to be, like, recurring it multiple times. Yeah, and, like, I guess that, like, maybe if you have a clue, I guess, I guess, uh, when you sacrifice, so it's not that you have to sacrifice, like, when you crack your clue, you get this back, so it's a little bit better, but it feels like it should, like, go onto the battlefield tapped or something. Well, I don't think it can have evasion, if that's the case. Fair, but it just feels weird that you're, like, and it goes back to your hand so you can pay four mana again. I guess if the game goes long enough... I mean, the game has to go real long. Yeah, for you. I wonder like, if there's any like discard synergies where you're not paying the four mana. You're just using this as like an oval chase daredevil as like fodder to throw away to do it again. There's um, there's a lot of surveil. Yeah. Right. So you could like surveil uh, it into your graveyard, and then yeah. like get it back later. Like that's fine. And I guess it cut if it's in your graveyard, it kind of turns your clue into like a draw two because mm-hmm. you get the card from. the Well, clue. that's kind of what I meant. Like with Oval Chase Daredevil, like in the Asmo decks and Modern, mm-hmm. like you don't use it as it; you use it as fodder. Yeah. So, like, if there's a thing where you discard a card to make a clue, like that'd be some pretty good synergy with this guy, where you just pitch him, make a clue, and then pop it, draw a card, get this guy back to do it again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know if there's like a discard make a clue thing. There yeah, I, I don't know. But it just seems like a weird card not to have some sort of other synergy. Like you said, it's not I think it's too mana inefficient or ineffective or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, like to be good at face value. Like it feels like it's a mana too much for the front side for like yeah. the just the 3 one flyer like that is like you think Brazen Borrower, Elite Spellbinder. I know those are like mythics in a rare but those are three mana three right. one flyers and like there was a snapping wing drake or something like there's a like kind of a common four mana three two flyer yeah and so like a gold three one flyer that like you know has some recursion but you, you get the joy of just spending four mana on it again and there's like <laughs> a bunch of like one one spirits flying around too right 
right? Like makes that especially bad. Like also makes it feel real bad. So yeah, like, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, the archetype might be fine where you just like, you know, get a bunch of clues yeah. and like have all your card advantage like on the table. Like, you know, if this game goes to turn twelve, I am going to bury you because I have like six clues sitting here that I've like acquired right. through other means. But like this and, card, like does... maybe that's what this card's trying to tell us is like not exactly that this is what you want to be doing, but that like you're trying to play a long game. Like we're looking at signposts, right? Like yeah. what are these cards trying to tell us? You're trying to play a long game because this is obviously not a an aggro card. You're trying to get synergies with clues. Maybe it's a detective. You have some detective synergies, but you're definitely looking to play a long game. Yeah, or like, hey, trade this off early. And then, like, yeah. on turn six, crack, like, when you have six lands, crack your clue, play this mm-hmm. again, trade it off for something else. So, like, it's kind of a reusable removal spell, is yeah. what you're like, you play it on for. turn four, you're not really trading it off early, but yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trade, trade it off at the first, like, uh, yeah. first, time first you opportunity, and then get it back later and use it again. It might be like yeah. that, where you're just, like, hopefully grinding them out. And then yeah. eventually, like, a three-power flyer, once they kind of have, like, no cards, can kind of end the game. game the... But, yeah, like, it's a just, reasonable clock. Yeah, just at, like, face value, this card just feels like yuck. Yep. But, all right. Um, Next up, we have Rakdos. Uh, the Rakdos archetype is Suspect Aggro. Imagine that. Black Red is an aggro archetype. Couldn't imagine. Lies. Yeah. Our signpost here is Deadly Complication. It's one black-red for a sorcery. Choose one or both, so it's modal. Uh, The first one is Destroy Target Creature. That's a pretty good removal spell. Mm -hmm. And the second is Put a plus one, plus one counter on target suspected creature you control. You may have it become no longer suspected. So it looks like we are playing into the... The suspect theme here. If you remember from last week when we talked about the mechanics, um, menace will help you connect. Mm-hmm. Suspect gives your creature menace, and it can't block, um, which kind of inherently makes your your team aggro if you're not blocking with it, and your stuff's harder to block. Um, and then this lets you. I mean, it's a sorcery speed, so it's not really a combat trick. But if you need to hold back a blocker, this can. This can do that for you as well. Yeah. Or, or clear out a blocker. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, you have a thing that is suspected. You can have multiple things that are suspected, right? Yep. So, like, you could have a thing that is suspected. They have two blockers. You make one of those things suspected. You can get in. Right. And you're just like, all right, we're, we are officially racing boys and girls. Well, I mean, if how you, you kill them as well. If they only have... Uh, two blockers and you a suspected creature if you kill one of their creatures they can't block anyway fair fair but yeah it lets, it's a weird mechanic in that it like makes it so you can like get in damage either by making your things have menace or making the or making so their things can't block right but like it definitely feels like it is it has like uh it's the race element of it is very like out in front of your face. Like, Hey, you're making your, you're making it. So your creature does nothing on defense. Like you are committing to like just racing. Right. Which is fine. This is a, this is more James, James limited than, than, than me limited. 
So Absolutely. I, I, I foresee you reporting back good things with the red black archetype <laughs> and me saying like Probably. never drafted it. N- never never <laughs> have never looked at one of those red black cards and been like, This is my time. Has not never happened. even seen it. Yeah. There, there <laughs> might have been one in the pack, but she never even saw never, it. Never never even saw it. Like I this saw the pack black was two cards short. I don't get it. <laughs> yeah. I saw the black removal spell, the red removal spell, and then none of the other cards that were black or red. Right. Um yeah, but like, remember that when you have a creature that is suspected, like if you're kind of if you're not attacking with it, you don't have that creature, yes. right? Like, you know, you have you have to like get it into combat. And I also think that um, because of that, combat tricks probably go up in value, probably right? because your opponent will read it as like just like when you have creatures that have to attack. Yeah. Like, oh, you're making this attack not because you have a trick, but because either you have to because it says have, have to attack, or, well, if I don't attack with it, it has no value. And so, yeah. like, they might be willing to, like, make a block where, like, they think they're trading their smaller creature in eating your thing, but yeah. in actuality, now you have a pump spell and you get to get their bigger creature. Yeah. So like I mean like menace helps with that a little bit too though because mm-hmm. you're like you're more prone to make a less advantageous attack if all your guys have menace. Yeah. Just a higher number of them are going to get through. Exactly. Like oh, I have three creatures and you have four blockers. One of them definitely gets through and I get like yeah. you know, a like reasonable trade and then yeah. they like make the blocks and you like pump spell. Yeah. And now oh. you either don't trade or you get like two, you get the two for two them. Yeah. We also haven't seen the whole set yet, so I don't know what else is all out there, but menace also makes death touch go up in value. Like if menace is kind of a key, key mechanic in the set, which it is here. Um, anything with death touch is probably going to be a two for one. Mm-hmm. So just keep that in mind as well. Yeah. That's definitely a good thing to keep in mind. Yep. Um, up next, we have, um, yeah, I uh, I fooled you here because when I wrote the show notes an hour before we started recording, uh, this guy wasn't spoiled yet. Yeah, so, so it was just not here. <laughs> so Gruel is um big disguise. This enters our like disguise portion of the program. So <laughs> these are our these are our uh, big boys in disguise. And so the um, the card for this is Tin Street Gossip. It's two red green for a four four vigilance, and it has tap add red green. Spend this mana only to cast face down spells or to turn creatures face up. Yep. So, I mean, a four mana four four is reasonable fine stats. Yep. It having vigilance is cute. Because it's nice on a mana dork. Yeah, but you like get to get into combat and then use that mana to flip one of your face down creatures. Right. So like they have to decide like, am I blocking the gossip or am I blocking the other thing? And the gossip still gets to flip it, which is yep. nice. Um, we had talked about how before that like, you know, disguise kind of works, kind of doesn't work with morph, but mm-hmm. like. Specifically, having things care about things being turned face up or being cast face down 
allows them to work with like morph. Right. And I have noticed a lot of the cards that are spoiled don't necessarily care about disguise, but care about either being face down or face up. So like you can, you know, for the all important, I'm going to make a disguise commander deck. Um, <laughs> you uh, be transformers, right? Yeah. Or like a, a face down trans, uh, a tr- face down deck. I mean, I don't know. Uh, we'll have to ask uh, if there's a uh, a if there's enough um, uh, morphs and face down creatures in popper in red and green for a uh, yeah for a I'm gonna guess stri- not tin street <laughs> gossip um, uh, PDH deck PDH deck yeah yeah but I'm gonna guess there's not probably this not seems like an awful niche archetype yeah but I mean. It really comes down to like how good are the face are the, are the transform creatures in uh, red and green? Yeah, because like you know, going from four mana to six mana, but that mana can only cast uh, two twos for three. Right. With War Two, isn't that exciting? Right. But. You know, if there are enough good creatures to like make make that worthwhile, or like enough things that like you're happy flipping, mm-hmm. but like I feel like then you're like committed to like you want the there was there was the the big uh like whatever undisguise reveal whatever that we were calling the uh the uh, flip over mechanic, um. You know, some of the bigger ones, like there's like a five mana one that like when you flip the creature over, you get a, uh, um, it like, you get a naturalize. Oh, okay. Like, yeah. Yeah. You want like those kind of things, like flip over for two is not like super exciting with your mana right. work, right? You kind of right. want bigger things. Larger effect. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, I mean, I imagine if this is the archetype, that's the kind of stuff we're going to get though. Mm-hmm. I know there was a rare, I think, that was spoiled today that was um, if a face-down creature goes to the graveyard or something, you return to the battlefield face-down and then flip it. Yeah, it's it's a red-green rare mythic. Yeah, I think it was a rare. And, uh, like, it had some other... It had, like, a bunch of text. It had, like an unreasonable amount of text. Yeah, I think uh, that was the gist of it, though. Uh, oh, this is the mole. This is the Quake mole. Good old Quaker mole. Um, <laughs> uh, it's also annoying that, like, now there are, like, a million different, like, versions of cards to, like, wade through. Yeah. You're just like, ugh. Uh, other creatures you control have haste. When whenever one or more face down creatures you control deal combat damage to a player, draw a card. And whenever a face down creature you control dies, return it to the battlefield face down under its owner's control. If it's a permanent, then turn it face up. Yes. yes. Oh, so it doesn't even have to be a creature. Yeah, just a perm. That's kind of cool. Yeah. So like you know, there hopefully are the tools for this, but like yeah, you know. At some point, do you, like, at what point are you just like, I'm going to cast this face up as opposed to, 
like disguising it and then right. flipping it. Like that's kind of like a tension. Right. Depends what your payoffs are, I guess. Yeah. All right, what do we got? What do we got next? Next up we have Selesnia. This is go wide disguise. So instead of big disguise, it's go wide. The signpost here is Sumala Sentry, uh, green-white for a 1-3 with reach. And whenever a face-down permanent you control is turned face-up, put a plus-one, plus-one counter on it and a plus-one, plus-one counter on Sumala Sentry. So obviously this is spreading the bounty around. Every time a face-up, face-down creature gets turned face-up, it gets better. So you, to, in order to maximize both the counters on this and you know, get more counters on the board. You want to turn lots of things face up, mm-hmm. which kind of leads into the go wideness of this. Um, so yeah, I, I'd imagine this is more of what we'll see across the archetype. Yeah, I like this is super mana intensive, right? Yeah, you mean just like putting things face down and then turning them face and then up? Face up, yeah. Like you're spending a lot of mana, and like you have a. Like, an archetype that just, like, thing can't block or thing can't be blocked. So you're, like, play my 1-3 into my 3-mana 2-2. Two, two, and right. they're, like, all right, like, my thing, like, can't, it has menace attack you. And yeah. then you're, like, all right, I'm going to fiddle around and then flip my thing over. And it's, like, okay, cool. My thing still has menace attack you. Right. You're dead. Right? Like, ho- oh, yeah, hopefully, like, those counters have given you, like, a reasonable block. Or whatever. So, like, that's the only kind of, like... Like, it seems like a lot of limited sets as of late have been pretty aggressive. Mm -hmm. And, like, is there going to be time for a face-down thing, wait a turn or two, flip it over to be, like, reasonable? My guess would be yes, because there's three color pairs that are focused on doing this. Mm-hmm. Oh. It's just like, I don't know, like it shouldn't happen, but like if like disguise misses as an archetype, like you just like, there's right. not enough time to disguise. Well, I mean, right. if disguise misses as an archetype, there are very few reasonable deck choices left. Yeah. Like, or you get like the weird, like it's just red, green, red, green, big things. You don't have to have time to disguise things. Yeah. Kind of deal. But yeah, like, if the format is slow enough that you can play 3-mana 2-2. Two, two, yeah. And, like, not immediately die thereafter. Mm-hmm. Then, okay, cool. But I just worry about, like, hey, here's this thing that, like, doesn't really... Only matters after you spent... Made a 3-mana investment and then, like, another 3-5-mana to five mana investment. Right. It could it could be a problem. But we do have Orzov, which is pint-sized disguise, itty bitty baby disguise. Yeah, I was looking to see if they spoiled a better signpost for it because the signpost that I Yeah, it doesn't make a ton of sense. No, like I don't, I, I don't there's, see that they did. I thought there so. was one today. Or maybe there was a rare that was like a 2/4 it was Orzov. Okay, I didn't see that. Uh, let me look at... Um, I swear I do work at my job. 
I don't just look at magic spoilers <laughs> all the time. Um, I thought there was something. Maybe there is. Uh, Very it, possible I missed it. Yeah, because Soul Search isn't really like moving the needle on like, oh yeah, that's that's, that's what, what we're doing. That's what we're doing. It might have been yeah. a rare though. Oh, uh, we have Wisp Drinker Vampire. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, maybe that was it. Was that a rare? Two or white. A... Uh, it's, no, it's an uncommon. Okay. Uh, two white black for a two four flyer. Whenever another creature with power two or less enters a battlefield under your control, each opponent loses one life and you gain one life. Yes, there you go. And you can pay five white black and creatures you control with power two or less gain death touch and lifelink till end of turn. That really doesn't have anything to do with disguise, though. But every disguised creature costs two. It has a has has two power, right? Oh, that's true. I didn't so think like of that. it's it's basically you play your things face down, I pay you. Yeah. So like that, I feel like is a little bit more reasonable because you don't have to make the uh, the um, second investment, right? You're getting yeah. paid on the front end. And you're getting a 2-4, which blocks all of their disguise right. things. Um, so you do have a, like, you have a speed bump, and you're getting paid off on the front end, and it's giving you the time to, yeah. flip, your, to, to flip your stuff, right? You, like, gain 2-3 life. Now you have a little bit yeah. of a cushion that you can now flip your stuff over and do, do that thing. Yeah, it's also like not terribly off curve. Like if you're trying to like uh, block their disguises, like being, you know, them playing a three drop and then you playing your four drop that mm. conveniently blocks well. Well, like making getting you paid off on your on your next disguise yeah. thing or whatever. So yeah. like this feels a little bit better, maybe a little bit more like reasonable to be the archetype or to be like yeah, then. the disguise archetype. Because you're not having to, like, do the second part. Invest you, a ton of mana, yeah. Yeah, it's like, do the first part, and then if the game is gone long, you have a mana sink. Yep. I do believe, since we're talking about Disguise stuff, that they are following the cons, like, rule of five. Probably. Um. So, we talked about it in the cons episode, but basically... Uh, there are effectively unmorphed costs that are less than five, but mm -hmm. when those happen, the creature that flips over loses to a disguised creature or traits. Right. Traits, right? It's a yeah. it's a four two, right? It's like yep. I blocked your two two with my two two. I'm gonna undisguise mine. It's uh for less than five mana. It still dies. Right. Um, but um. If there's if they have more than five mana up, or they have five mana or more up, when they do the uh, when they flip it over, it can it will um tra it can eat your thing, so it'll be a, mm -hmm. it'll flip to a three three, yep, and it'll eat your thing as opposed to flipping to a three two and trading. So right. that's just something to keep in mind if your opponent attacks with like uh, a disguised creature and they have only have four mana. You can feel pretty safe blocking with your disguise. Yeah, pretty much guaranteed. Yeah, but unless I got a combat trick or something. Hmm. I mean, then you're just in like regular, like limited right, combat re matches. Regular like, combat. Oh, it's a two-two versus their two-two. 
But if they have like yeah. five or six mana open, you have to think like, well, if I make this block with my two two, it can probably it'll probably get eaten. Yeah. So just the thing to keep in mind with our disguise stuff. Yep. Our disguise overlords. Next up is I think one you're going to be interested in. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the is it archetype, and this is kind of a weird one for is it. It's artifact sacrifice. Mm-hmm. So the signpost we have here is Gleaming Gear Drake. Uh, Blue-red for a 1-1 Drake with flying. When it ETBs, investigate. Wow, that seems solid, like all by itself right there. Yeah. And whenever you sacrifice an artifact, put a plus one, plus one counter on Gleaming Gear Drake. This card actually seems good. It does. Like, it's, it is, um, if you think about it, four mana, two, two flyer draw a card. Like on the installment plan, which is good. And especially with there being other things that care about clues being sacrificed, Mm -hmm. right? Like it's better than four mana two two draw a card because you might get like additional triggers from other things that care about uh, artifact sacrifice. I mean, Um, this also gets bumped for sacrificing treasures. Like if you... mm -hmm have two treasures and you cast this thing and then use your treasures to pop your clue, it's a four, four <laughs> mm-hmm. and you drew a card. Um, and then, uh, there is a uh, detective satchel. I don't know if you saw yeah. this one. It's two blue, two blue red for an artifact. Uh, yeah. when it enters the battlefield, you investigate twice. Okay. And then it has tap, create a one, one colorless thopter artifact creature token. with flying. Activate only if you sacrifice an artifact this turn. Nice. So, like, they have two, like, artifact, um, like, uh, enablers slash payoffs. Like, because these are both, like, they both enable the sacrifice and they pay it off. Like, they do both halves of it. So, like, this will be, um, like, this will probably be pretty good. Like, because, like... Mm -hmm. Like, think about, you know, it's one extra mana, so it's not a, a great comparison, but, like, how good Thraywood Inspector was as, like, right. a one mana one-two that, like, you got to draw a card from later. The fact that this is a one mana one-one, a two mana one-one flyer that becomes a two-two when you draw the card. And, like you mm-hmm. said, like, if you draw the the card off of some treasures or any other reasons to sacrifice artifacts, this thing's going to grow. Yep. Crack so, a bobble. Yeah, this is a uh, this and the detective satchel are both in the uh, making their way in the cube. Like I was excited about this when they spoiled it like early on. I was like, oh, this mm-hmm. is just like perfect for that. Yeah, um, it seems sweet. So, but yeah, it's sweet. It is. It is good. So, um, but you've got to make sure that. So since this artifact sacrifice matters, like you're looking for things that like make collusion treasures, basically. Right? Where it's yeah. not like the kind of the normal blue red. Like they've had like some blue red artifact themes where it's like you need critical mass, because like in Ixalan, like Captain like Captain Lannery or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Um like it, they, it wanted like artifacts to enter the battlefield, so like you wanted all the like cards in your deck to be artifacts, right? Right, because you 
because everything cared about artifacts entering the battlefield. Yep. This, it's just you just like a like three mana two two that makes a that makes a clue mm-hmm. is a perfectly fine card for this. So you need like Absolutely. you don't need a critical mass of artifacts to make this archetype work. You just need a critical mass of things that make ar- that that make sacrificable artifacts, whatever those might be. Yep. Seems like a good archetype. I, I'm yeah. interested in trying this one out. Mm-hmm. Like, it could be fidgety, but it might be fine. I don't know. I mean, based off of this card and the Detective Satchel or whatever that you mm-hmm. were just talking about, it doesn't seem really fidgety at all. Like, it just seems pretty straightforward. Well, what I mean is, I mean, like, it, like when usually when it's, like, card doesn't do a thing unless you have... A, another thing to, to enable it but yeah these both come with the enabler stapled onto them yeah they, they right, do both ends because like you know you could like detective satchel and then like uh on six mana detective satchel sack the clue make a one one yep. like it's taking care of itself yeah but like you know you could definitely be in a situation where you don't end up with a bunch of things that make clues like if there's if like those are like hotly contested, yeah. right? Like if you end up short with just like some like three mana, two two flyer, no, doesn't make a clue. Well, then right. like your cards don't do nearly as much. But you just have to be right. really careful about like making sure you get that critical mass of clue makers. Mm-hmm. I have a feeling that's not going to be that difficult. Should not be too hard, no. All right, next up we have Golgari. They're calling this archetype Gravebreak. Okay. I don't know why they're calling it Gravebreak, other than I assume it, you know, Golgari is always doing something with its graveyard, so. Calling it Graveyard uh, the, Matters is, you can't do that for every set. You gotta get it's, Yeah, it's, so it's Gravebreak grave now. Yeah. The signpost we have is Insidious Roots. Uh, this is also one that was not not spoiled at the time of writing or wasn't ex- wasn't on the main page at time of writing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's black green for an enchantment and creature tokens you control have tap add one mana of any color. That seems pretty strong all by itself. Mm-hmm. And whenever one or more creature cards leave your graveyard, create an 01 green plant creature token, then put a plus one plus one counter on each plant you control. This kind of seems nuts. Yeah, I mean... With the um, the whatever discover evidence is that what it is? Collect evidence. Collect evidence. I will remember what it's called eventually, right? Like you like sacrifice a creature and then you get a plant and then it grows all of yeah. them. Yeah. Like that seems that seems like a lot. And then the other green black card that also doesn't seem to have anything to do with the graveyard is uh, crawl whipcracker. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't mention that one because it didn't yeah, it seem does, to have it anything seem to like do with the graveyard at all. I was like looking yeah. for another green black card yeah. that is um, that like would make sense for graveyard matters, but I can't really find one. But like this is like if you have the fact that like it makes the tokens that then tap for mana. Yeah. Right, like you just need a way to like eat your graveyard. 
Mm-hmm. And there are some like, uh, what is it? Um, of course, it's sideways. Well, you don't even have to eat your graveyard. This cares about things leaving your graveyard. So oh your yeah. Curious cadaver triggers this. Mm-hmm. Your um, narcomiba triggers this. Not that that's in the set, but. Anything that's leaving the graveyard, so like gutter bones would trigger this, mm-hmm. or you know things that go back to your hand. Well, there's a cease desist. I don't know if you saw this. It's like mm-hmm. one. It's a split card. It's one green black. Uh, cease is one green black hybrid. Exile up yeah. to two target cards from a single graveyard. Target player gains two life and draws a card. So like you could just like exile a creature from your graveyard with that. Yep. Draw a card. Get an O one. Get counters. Because like you get like the the plant is a one two, effectively, right? Right. Yep. Yeah. So like you know, exile a creature, make a one two, gain two life, draw a card is you know not terrible. Yeah, it seems pretty good. Um, um, another thing that you might want to—I don't think we've seen one spoiled yet—but another thing that's common, specifically in Ravnica sets, is it seems like we typically get some sort of Put a card from your graveyard on the bottom of your library. And like oh. that would trigger that. Um I thought we had Did we get one? Eh No. I thought there was like I thought there was like uh like you know, like the the, the five mana like golem yeah. that you pay fi- uh, pay two and you put No, I was wrong, we don't have that yet. But you're right, we do usually get something along those lines. Yeah. And that makes this card nuts, because you can just keep doing it. Yeah, just like slowly loop them, like kill. Yeah. Like trade a thing, put it back on the bottom, get a get a plant yeah. and a bunch of like by the time you get like your third plant, you probably feel like you're getting paid off. Oh yeah. Like uh, I, I mean you might not even plants. feel like you're getting paid off. It might even be two. I guess if it's, I guess you have like a two, three, and a one, two out of it. And they both tap for mana? Yeah, maybe two. But like somewhere around in that area. Yeah. But it is like there aren't other plants that I've seen in. Uh, there's one. There aren't like a ton of plants. I think, for the most part, plants are tokens. Yeah, I mean, well, there's there's a few exceptions, but typically things that are plants are labeled elementals, not tokens. Yeah, They're not plants. Well, here's a plant elemental. Oh, there you go. Uh, so there's two. I'm like just scrolling down the green cards to see like, are there, are there a bunch of plants? And there aren't a ton. Yeah. I mean. You know, um, Colony Garden makes a plant. Sure does. Th- a three mana Nissa from Zendikar makes plants. Mm-hmm. Right, and then you're just like you, pl- you then like get rid of a card. And you just like put a ton of counters on things. Yep. Avenger of Zendikar wants to have plants to put counters on. It does. So, so does um whatever the new one is. The the red green one. Yeah. Phylath or something. Yeah, something like that. Um, but yeah, no, this one's interesting 
like it's kind of a like there has to be enough stuff there has to be enough things that get stuff out of your graveyard yeah right like uh i worry that um in constructed and in limited that um collect evidence might be a trap yeah you don't think it's gonna be strong enough like you always run into like when cards have a fail case yeah. people like avoid them and it's like well like the cards that are like you may collect evidence and then do like you know it's like kicker kicker collect yeah. evidence um like if the front half isn't good enough right like then like the card's, well, not good enough. the card's not good enough at all. So yeah. like, you know, just like, are there gonna be are the green black collect evidence cards? I think that's what you're supposed to like. You think you're supposed to like self mill and then like collect evidence, or Probably. like, um, is that going to be like good enough? Yeah. Right, like, or are there like a couple like creatures that are like you know, whatever, landfall, you know, get it back, like you know. Yeah. Blood gas, blood or whatever. Gas yeah, yeah, or like pay a certain amount of mana, put it back in your hand. So like our, like you said, the, the, the skeleton or something. Yeah, like those kind of things. And like, okay, this works. Yeah. Right, like a couple, a couple like reassembling skeletons that no one really wants themselves. Right, and then you like took one of these early, and then like reassembling skeletons like a second pick level card for you that you get pick 10 right and you're like okay like now this is coming together but if there aren't a lot of those kind of cards and you're yeah. like relying on like exiling the cards out of your graveyard it might yeah. not be good enough because like It'd it can't tough. like keep, it can't keep itself going right right like this seems like a card that you set up an engine for oh for sure like it very very much unlike the the last one that we talked about the Drake, yeah. where it's both halves baked in. This is this is only one piece of an engine. Yeah, you need the other. You need the other half. Yep. And you need that other half to kind of have like, for no one else to want it. Yeah. Right. So that you can get it really late in the draft, and you're like, oh, I got all this like great black removal, and right. then I got you the just built a solid mid range deck, and then you get to you get to have like this engine somewhere. Pick. Yeah. So. All right, what do we have for Boros? Boros is Battalion, I guess. I guess I didn't remember what Battalion was. Um, Battalion is not actually called out here, but it was called out by name in the article. Mm -hmm. uh, Battalion is attacking with three or more creatures. That was, oh, what is his name? Oh. The, the little goblin that gives everything like first, first strike and can't be blocked by tokens? Oh, yeah. The Legion Loyalist? Yes, there we go. Yeah. Um, so the signpost for Boros is Meddling Youths. We talked about this card when we talked about, um, mechanics. Yeah. This is three red white for a four five human detective, stapling detective on there. It has haste and whenever you attack with three or more creatures, investigate. So Boros is, wants you to be aggressive, uh, obviously Attacking with three or more creatures wants you to be aggressive. Um, also, probably go wide, even mm -hmm. though it's not specifically called out here because you want to make big attacks. And uh, this is obviously paying you off with a clue. Yeah, which is 
like a little awkward because a clue is typically more of a like go long thing. Like, right. hey, we're trying to end the game really fast. Here's a clue. Enjoy. Well, I mean, this is a five drop. It's going to be like the top of your curve. Yeah, it's going to be like the last thing you play. So I guess like you're trying to then yeah. perhaps gas back up after that. Right. So, and like, you know, this and some other battalion cards may not require you to attack with it. Right. So like if you right. need the, yeah, if you need the clue and you have like three one ones and they have like a five five. You can yep. like play this attack with the three one ones, get your clue, mm-hmm. and still have like your your four or five chilling out. Uh, this archetype probably also plays pretty well with the um, like the red suspect cards. Mm-hmm. And if you're the, wanting to go wide, and like like a card like this, like again, is more fuel for like sack a sack an artifact. Yeah, yeah. Um. But yeah, like the suspect things where you're like, oh, make a thing. There's like that enchantment. This like enchant a chain of creature gets plus one plus O oh, and becomes a suspect. Yeah, like that's like that works. Like that plays. Mm-hmm. Yep. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see like if um like I always just feel like the the aggressive decks have been like just kind of like really good as like a default as of late. So, like, this might yeah. be the same thing where, like, again, this is another mechanic that doesn't do anything unless you're attacking. So there are, like, two Correct. mechanics that are just, like, I don't matter unless you attack. Yeah, I mean, that's also kind of at odds with the three mechanics that are, like, let's play an off-curve creature and then yeah. dump some more money into it to flip it. <laughs> yeah, let's play a three-mana 2-2 two, two that was, yeah. like, okay when cons came out eight years ago. Right. But, uh, uh, but, you know, that doesn't necessarily mean that, uh, uh, yeah, I can't talk. It's, but, it's off rate today. Yeah. It's off. It's, it's below rate today. Like, you know, we get a lot of three mana, three threes with upside. Yeah, I mean, one of these signposts was a three mana three three in colors that shouldn't have a three mana three three. Yeah, so, like you know, if if red black and red white are good, I think that means that like disguise misses. Yeah. So. And like being the main mechanic for the set, I don't know that disguise is going to miss. So. Yeah. I mean, we'll have to see what happens. All right. See how we, it plays. Then we have Simic. Which, if you've been following Limited as of late, is the mechanic, is the color pair that just hasn't worked in the last couple draft archetypes. Yep. Um, and it's the one I always draft first. And then I'm like, oh. <laughs> then I find out, I'm like, why can't I win? Am I bad at magic? And it's like, oh, blue-green, it's just non-functional. It's like, yeah. good so job. So is that man. why you think this mechanic's not going to work? Um, no, I think it's more... <laughs> just a happy circumstance? Happy circumstance, right? Um, so this is the collect evidence mechanic. So we have, uh, a, the evidence examiner, a blue green merfolk detective. That's a two, two at the beginning of combat on your turn. You may collect evidence for, and then whenever you collect evidence investigate. So an awful steep price to pay. Yeah. So like, this is a hard to cast grizzly bear. Right. That has no text, 
until you have a four mana thing in your graveyard. Right. So like unless you have like unless you're using like green smell self mill or like blue like looting. Mm-hmm. You're not it's not gonna have text until like turn five or six right. at the earliest. Like and that's because you've had to trade off your four drop. Yeah. And like you don't wanna like discard your four drops because they're usually good cards. Like Correct. I'm gonna like loot away my four drop so I can get a clue. Like I like like I said, the cards that are like, you know, I don't know, for example, if it's like one in the blue return target creature with its owner's hand or like investigate five, put it on the top or bottom of their library. Right? Yeah. Like that card's probably fine because the first half is like rate. Right? I just made that card up. I don't think it's real. But like if that first half's not rate, if that card costs three mana, then, like, it's probably not good enough. And, like, you can't just have a card that just, like, effectively has a fail case of, like, doesn't do anything. And, like, this card, I think, for many turns in a lot of games, like, what if you just traded off your three drop? And now, like, you've got a card in the graveyard, but this still doesn't do anything. Yeah. And I know you can like piece together like I traded off a two and a three. Well now you've gotten rid of two cards to maybe get one later. Like you got rid of two like you got rid of two cards for your evidence, so now you've got to like get more cards in your graveyard to make it work. Mm-hmm. It just seems like it's a mechanic that that is we talk about like parasitic, like within a set. Yeah. Like this is this has been described as like being like Delve. And if you remember Delve Unlimited, you were allowed to play like one. one or two Delve cards. Yeah. And like, you know, in cons, like Seltai was pretty good at filling its graveyard. And like, you know, I'm sure there's going to be like, you know, trying to like blue green will be pretty good at filling its graveyard. But you're going to have a like this card just might not do anything. Like you're like, oh, I have like seven mana value worth of spells in my graveyard but i have this really good collect evidence card in my hand that is six mana i can't use evidence examiner because i'm eating my food for uh my next spell that has like a bigger effect right um one of the things i don't know if you noticed i was kind of doing a little bit of digging while you were Mm -hmm. talking there um I'm assuming we're going to get guild gates. Probably. I mean, we have never been to Ravnica and not had guild gates. So I would imagine we're going to have guild gates. Um, because if we do get guild gates, a uh, common dual colored land cycle kind of lends itself to three color archetypes mm-hmm. as well. And it seems like a lot of these play nicely together. Like this collect mm-hmm. evidence is going to play nicely with the Demir mm-hmm. um, archetype. Uh, we were just talking about the red white 
one playing nicely with some of the other archetypes. Mm -hmm. it, it seems like a lot of these have some overlap. Yeah. Um, so that as the spoilers go on, that might be something to keep an eye out for also is, you know, what the, what the lands will help, help to support as far as that goes. Yeah. Like it could be, it's, we're pretty deep in spoiler seasons to have not seen the guild gates. Yeah. So like that is perhaps concerning. And like, there is like escape tunnel, which is like super evolving wilds. Yeah. So like we've seen that and we've seen two uh like one uh uh goodness one um uh uh common land and one uncommon basic but no no other lands. So I don't know, yeah. it would be And uh, that seems weird because it guildgates aside these archetypes it, this is the last one, so we can mm -hmm. kind of sum them up or whatever. But it seems like these overlap on a lot more than they typically do. Yeah, like the because like you could definitely see like Selesnya and Orzov being an Abzan deck, where yes. like typically go wide creatures are small, which then works mm -hmm. with the green, uh, the white black signpost, right? And, or like you know Naya. Where, like, you have a bunch of things that you need to flip. So, like, the red-green signpost on common is, is giving form. you the mana to flip things. Yeah. So, like, like that, like, it makes sense. And, like, you know, blue-white is, like, I care about detectives, but also wink-wink, nudge-nudge. I would really like you to clack, crack some clues and draw two cards on a turn. And blue-black's, right. like please crack some clues and draw some cards to kill some things. Yep. And so, like, they do seem like they really fit well together. Blue-red also. Yeah, blue-red, blue like, blue-red plus blue-white. Yeah. Right, again, like, with, like, clue synergies or red-white and blue-white with, like, the signpost uncommon as a detective. Right. And then the other one is, like, I care about detectives. So... It's weird we haven't seen them, but I was thinking the same thing. Like, these all feel like they're three-color, like, wedges. Yeah. And, like, this could be... The Strixhaven was only, like, five two-color pairs. Like, mm -hmm. Strixhaven, like, the best deck was Teamer. Like, it wasn't even close. Right. right? Like, that was the only thing you should draft in Strixhaven is you just draft Teamer. Even though it yeah. wasn't, like, a hard three-color set. It's just like, oh, no, Teamer is the best thing to do. So it might emerge that, like, Jeskai is the best thing to do. Mm -hmm. um, but, like, we might not have, like, the fixing for it, which could be what holds it back. It would be a shame. Yeah, because, like, these all feel like they all lock together. Yeah. Pretty well. So, yeah, so I think that like, it really comes down to, right, like, how much time do we have? Right? I think that's what's going to, like, determine how enjoyable this format is. Do we <laughs> have, are we getting run down with suspect things and, um, like, battalion, like, go wide, attack with a bunch of stuff things? Yeah. Or are we able to play a three-mana 2-2? Two -two? 
and then later spend four mana to flip it. Right. Right? Like, because, like, those are two very different formats, and, like, maybe Evidence Examiner is fine because you play it on turn eight, and, like, you've played a game of Magic, and it gets you a card back. And then it gets you another, like, you need probably two cards out of this to feel pretty good. So, like, you know, maybe then, like, you have enough time. But if this is a one, two, three, give my thing menace format. Yeah. That's kind of hard with this guy also because it, like, not only does it not pay you back immediately, but it, like, doesn't even pay you back the first time it happens. So you've got to put you money, I mean? you, got to, you got to put more mana in? Yeah, like you're not, you don't feel like you're doing this or like this isn't going to stabilize you in any fashion whatsoever. No. Like it's going to be two or three turns before you feel like this has done anything. Yeah, it's like it's a two mana card with two mana stats that really is a like six mana play. Right. Or like minimum like four mana play. Mm -hmm. Right? Like and you're right, like, it's like, oh, here, it's turn six, here's my 2-2, two, two, I get a clue, and you're like, draw a card, and then die because it was a three drop, and I couldn't cast something else. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, oh, crack my clue, I need something. Oh, it's my three drop, I guess I'm dead now. Yeah. Oh. But, like, you know, again, even this, like, this makes a clue, which then works with our, um, our private eye. Mm-hmm. To to like draw a second card each turn. A bit so sweet like, bant action. Yeah, so like everything does fit together, but like, are we gonna have the time? And like, hopefully, hopefully, like red, white, and red, black are slow enough that it doesn't really matter. That like the that's not the dominant archetype. Yeah. But like over the years, since like one drops have gotten better, two drops have had to get better, and like those kind of archetypes have been much more prevalent so it'll be interesting to see like i which like which archetype are you most interested in drafting i mean that's probably not a surprise but either rectos or golgari i don't think the golgari one's going to be good but i i do like that signpost Mm -hmm. in particular yeah i think that even if it's not good i think that that would be a fun deck to play Mm -hmm. um but the like the Rakdos one is right up my alley. That's all I yeah. ever want to do in Magic is one, it's, two, three, dead you. Yeah, I just say like, I think like the blue red one is it like? Sacrifice? Yeah, that one seems really seems, really cool too. Seems interesting, and like I think yeah. there's like enough, like there's the shock, and there's enough stuff that's small-ish that like the shock yeah. matters. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, that shock is perhaps a three mana spell with a lot of things. Right. With a lot of the, the disguise cards. And there's like another um I thought there was another like reasonable red removal spell that like can kind of hold that together. And then again, the crime novelist. Yes. Like that's the card you really want. That's the whenever you sack an artifact, put a counter on a crime novelist and add a red mana. There aren't a ton of clue, uh, a ton of treasures, but like that card's amazing with treasures. Mm-hmm. Just like, hey, 
here's two mana for your treasure. He's like a little baby Goldspan dragon. <laughs> yeah. Goldspan goblin. Goldspan goblin. I like it. Gobble, 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 gobble. All right. So with all this, I think we have a show. I think we got a show. So if you want to reach out to us on social media and tell us what cards you want us to talk about, um, just uh, look in the description. We got Facebook. We got Discord. We got the tweeters. We have a uh, email. X, yes, X. Yeah. Uh, so it if you have any cards person. that you're like, hey, I'm really interested in hearing what someone else thinks about this, let us know and we will we will pitch in our two cents, hopefully. Yep, now's your time to shine. Let your voice be heard. Yeah. Um, if you're looking to support the show, there's a couple ways you can do it. The first is with our TCG player affiliate link, casualtryhard.com slash TCG. Help to support the show. Doesn't really cost anything to you other than a click of a mouse. Click on the link, go to TCG Player, buy whatever you are going to buy, and support the show at the same time. If you want to support us a little bit more directly, if you're not looking to make any purchases but still want to help us out, head on over to patreon.com slash casualtryhardmtg. You can chip a couple bucks in, get access to our show notes, you get access to our pre-show, and you can put on my mailing list. If you like the sound of any of that, or if you just want to show us you appreciate us, patreon.com slash casualtryhardmtg. Thanks. Thank and thanks you. to all our patron. Yeah. All right, with that, we'll catch you on the internets. We'll catch you on the internets. <laughs>